Welcome into Fireside Knicks, Bryce Gelman alongside Brett Hamfling. It's been a while, Brett. We're finally back here, and the Knicks are the same old Knicks, 26 and 23. They're the seventh seed up of three games of the Bulls for the 11th seed in that play. And Brett, before we start that, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I missed your face. Um, That's the best. That's I don't remember. I don't remember exactly when we last recorded, but it's been a lot of ups and downs in the Knicks. You know, they went on eight game win streak, five game losing streak, four game win streak. It's it's up and down. It's uh, it's what the Knicks have done over the years. It's what the Knicks have always done since I've been alive. I know you could you could remember the days of nineteen ninety nine. I I I cannot. Not well. <laughs> Not well. I mean, hey, you were like what? A six, four, five, six. Yeah, I wasn't born yet. Brett's a lot older than me. If you if you couldn't tell. My right. first memory Let's, is well, my first memory is Alan Houston um, off the backboard, off the rim, off the backboard. Oh. I was in my kitchen. I, yes, you're yeah. old. You're old, man. You're old. You're washed. Hey, at least I, I get to have a couple of new memories. <laughs> All right. Let's get into some Nick's trade talk. Actually, but before we do it, I'm, I'm I'm jumping the gun here a little. It's it's been a while. I'm a little rusty. All right. Let's let's talk about just the state of the Knicks overall. There are three players on this Knicks team averaging over 20 points. Obviously, the three are Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, and R.J. Barrett. That is the first time, it would be the, the fifth time since 1990, that three players on a single team are averaging 20-plus points per game. I'm sure the Heat did it once or twice with Bosch, LeBron, and Wade. But I don't know if they did. This I, they they could have. I, I'm trying to think of who I else. I don't want to get too sidetracked here. Who else? Who else could have done it? I mean, it's three times since, since 1990. So that's that's 33 seasons, right? There. Okay, that's so not. So Bosch scored 21 a game in 2014. So yeah, that's probably one of them. Okay, that's um, definitely and and that's like considered one of the best big threes ever. So. And, and okay, oh, speaking speaking about big threes, the Knicks are barely over 500. They pulled out a gritty win last night against the Cavs. Like, you know, props to them. They beat the Donovan Mitchell-led Cavs, who had the last shot he missed. The Knicks currently are still in the middle. And they have three solid players, Brett. This is not good. It's not good. Yeah, they have three solid players, but it's a star's league. I mean, listen, they have three players that score 20 points. They also shoot the majority of the shots. I don't think... That like just because they have these three players scoring twenty points, they should be winning a title. Um, well, here's the thing, right? But here's the thing: Julius Randle, two years ago, two seasons ago, averaged almost the same points per game, the same rebounds. He averaged two more assists then because he was the primary ball handler, and he made All NBA third team. So if you make one of the All NBA teams, you're considered one of the stars of the NBA. Julius Randle is doing that. He's shooting a little bit better from the field doesn't have the ball in his hands as much as he has in the past. He's more efficient as a player. He's turned the ball over less. Tell me how that's not a star. The Stars okay. League, you have a guy averaging 24, 10, and 4. All right, so he got that All-NBA nod. It was probably partially the storyline after the huge jump he made and his, you know, in how he made the Knicks better, got them into the playoffs. So there was some storyline to that. I don't think he's going to be an All-NBA player. He is – short you know he is just outside that so let's say 16 to 25 something like that if that's your top player like you could be a good team but that's that's not like you know that player isn't carrying a team deep into the playoffs um 
but Julius has been great. Last night he was great. It's some big threes. Um, it's and I'm not even saying it's that, that we don't have that second star. Just Brunson has been good. RJ, you know, I've had my issues with RJ. He's been playing better the last 15 or so games. Um, I still want to see the field goal percentage even higher with him. I want him to take a little better shots, but I don't know if we're just talking macro and where the Knicks are. I'm decently okay. I'm pleasantly surprised. Maybe happier than you. 26 and 23. I think the Knicks over under. Stop shaking your head. I think the Knicks over under was 38 and a half. Pleasantly, this, pleasantly okay. That's where we are as, as fans of the Knicks. We're pleasantly okay. okay. Oh, I'd I'd rather be pleasantly terrible than pleasantly okay. That's for sure. Why? Why? Because you got a better draft pick. Not pleasant, not pleasantly terrible. If you're terrible, no, um, no. If we're, if we're, if we were, listen. If the Knicks were currently, let's say, fifteen and and twenty five, fifteen and thirty, right? And and we're sitting here, guaranteed to get a top four pick in this next draft. I'd be pleasantly, okay, but that's ter- we're, we're, that's pleasantly terrible. Fine, but we're so far away from that. Like we're not. I even get that. Close to that. I get like, that. But, teams, but like I, I'm Houston, just saying. Like, and they, they have way better upsides. So now, now this brings me to my point. Because we talked about how pleasantly okay we are with the Knicks this year. Let's talk trades. There, there are a bunch of different trades that we'll talk about in terms of stuff that's being reported. But there hasn't really been much. We were talking about this before the show. Brett, is there one guy that you want to go? Do you listen? Let me let me ask you this. Do you think the Knicks need to make a trade right now? No, I don't because. If they need to make a trade, it's for a superstar. It was for a Donovan Mitchell. It was for a Devin Booker, who was available for one second. Probably never was. It was for Shea Gilgis Alexander. I don't think we need to upgrade. You know, if we can upgrade at wing, you know, people are talking. You know, OG Ananobi is not a small upgrade. That's that's a big piece, and he's not the superstar. He's, he's but but I, I, like that's the one guy that's been reported recently, and. To give up a guy that you drafted in the lottery at the ninth pick in the 2020 NBA draft and Obi Toppin, a guy that you passed up on Tyrese Halliburton for only to play him less than 15 minutes per game in his three years with the Knicks, and two first-round picks, not unprotected, may I add, but two first-round picks nonetheless, probably the Pistons pick, maybe protected Knicks pick, the Mavs pick. It's I, I just cannot fathom that sort of trade because the second you trade Obi top and the second he's getting 25 plus minutes of run, the second you see his value go up exponentially. Yeah. I mean, but listen, I, I don't think you go backwards. Like the OB pick already happened. You don't, at this point, you don't not do it because of, I'm just saying it's in value. You can't, can't sacrifice on his value. You know him to be extremely efficient player to give sure. him up with two first round picks. Might I add you that you used to get Jalen Brunson? Those picks are going to be the picks that they got last year, the Bucks pick or the Pistons pick that they traded Jalen Duren for. Whoever the, the moves they made in the last year's draft, that's that's what we're doing right now. Sure, that's but, that's what we're talking. But about. still, I I still don't think you go backwards because if you redraft Obi's draft, he's not going seven. He's probably outside the lottery. Um, he's I think in the top fifteen. He's probably played. I don't know exactly what's in that draft, second or third least minutes. And that's I, but I think sort that's of easy to say though. That's easy to say because of how little he's played. I it's very I, easy to say. I mean, listen, I've been an OB fan. I like him as a person. I kind of like him as a player. Um, he's not a 
star. Like he's not doesn't have the star talent. Like he is a good role player. He's good energy. He's shooting the ball pretty good this season. He's been you know slumping recently, even though the last two games he's been good. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of like even keeled on his expectation at, at this point. If he was better, I, I think he would find a few more minutes. Like he played ten minutes last night, I think, and he Pathetic. hit two three, and he hit two threes. Like yeah, yeah. Got to play the guy. Got to play the guy. It might be Tibbs, but like, that's it, you know, he's not he's not the player that we thought he was coming out of the draft. He still could be a good role player. Yeah, I listen, and this is all to say, I don't need to trade for OG Ananobi. Like, he's a good player. He's going to cost a lot. Like, um, yeah, why sacrifice? Why sacrifice assets to acquire a guy which overcomplicates your system even more? And topping the the eighth pick in that draft, both of us are wrong has the ability to contribute in his role as he is right now. And I wish Julius Randle was able to play the five more often because right now would be the perfect time. Don't, but like he, listen, with his back to the basket, first off, this Knicks team thrives with Mitchell Robinson on the court. They are significantly worse on defense. You can look up their stats. Oh, Emmanuel quickly is the only guy on the team who plays the same with and without Mitchell Robinson on the court. Take him off the court. Julius Randle is not giving you anywhere near the level of rim protection, of, of course defensive not. and offensive rebound. I'm just saying. So to, to, to put Obi Toppin, who's not, who's, listen, Obi Toppin is not the type before that Julius Randle is. He's not, he's not going to go down in the post and, you know, and, and bang, bang other guys, you know, like, I, yeah, no, listen, it's a diff, it would be a totally different lineup. It's a small lineup. It, 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 the hope is that Randle brings out the center. Um, you know, it has a mismatch there offensively. We'll probably get out. We'll, we'll get out rebounded because we're not a good rebound team besides Mitchell Robinson. I mean, Randall's a good offensive rebounder, and when he gets under there, he, he makes space, so which is great. Um, but the point is not that Obi and Randall are this great four-five combo lineup. It's that you could steal a few minutes with it to get Obi on the court to give a different look. Um, it's just so hard. It, it's really so hard. And, and with, with a coach, with the head coach that is so in line with the front office, this is a rumor, obviously. And OG could be a Nick. He, you know, the, the Knicks could have might, no interest. The Knicks, the Knicks might have no interest in him, but if they did, then wouldn't you think that the Knicks would be more willing to play Obi Toppin? If that's who they're looking to give up in a trade with two other first round picks, don't you expect from a guy like Tom Thibodeau, a guy who talks to Leon Rose, we know this, based off what Brian Geltzadler told us, check that out on, on our YouTube, based off what he said, these guys clearly discuss plans for the future. Okay. Why is it? Why is, uh, I mean, let me just say this. Why is Obi Toppin playing 10 minutes a game? My counter. The last two My minutes. counter. I don't think Tibbs gives a shit. I don't know. I listen. That's the, it, he, it, that's the cares, right answer. He cares about winning. He cares about winning today. He doesn't think about the future. He doesn't care about the future. He cares about winning today. He's not trying to prop Obi's value up. He is in some sort of lockstep with, with uh, Leon Rose. He's part of the draft process, but when it comes to that type of things, like I don't think Leon Rose is mandating. You have to play Obi top. And I know he's not because it's not happening. Um, I just think like 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 it's not, it's not like we're sitting here and Obi Toppin's putting up you know thirty percent shooting nights. He's extremely efficient. You play the guy, 
it's the fact the fact that Mitchell Robinson is out multiple weeks now and Obi Toppin's minutes are decreasing. Like you just like I can't fathom the reasoning yeah. for that because both ways it doesn't make sense. Even if the Knicks aren't going to trade him and they're not looking to trade him, he's still a good player. But even so, if they are and he's a good player, you play him. So I think it doesn't make sense. I think tomorrow's a really good test because the last two games, last night he was yeah. four of six. Four of six last night and Sunday versus Toronto, he's five of seven. He's nine for his last 13. Uh, yeah, nine for his last 13. If he doesn't – is that right, Matt? Yeah. If he doesn't play tomorrow after two good games – Nine for his last 13, Mid- what, field goal shooting? Or field goals, field goals, yeah. Yes, good math. Extremely efficient. Good. If he doesn't play tomorrow after those two games with Mitchell Robinson out, he's not going to play. I mean, if you don't – Increase the minutes there, like it's not going to happen. So tomorrow's a good test. Um, so it's either Tibbs is an idiot, or he's directly. Stubborn. Well, uh, that's that's come on, like that's a given at this point. Or he's directly going against what the front office wants. There just doesn't. I can't think of a reason why you don't play him, and especially if he doesn't get run tomorrow. You gotta you gotta play him. You need to play him. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. But and- listen, and, and but the, the other thing I'll say, the other thing I will say is that the value that you could potentially acquire in a trade with two other first round picks plus Obi, listen, I don't think they're going to resign the guy, but those three assets combined would be way more worth it as an addition to other pieces in a trade for a star. And I understand that there's no disgruntled star available right now. But it would just make more sense. Like that's the, we every, most most Knicks friends are in agreement that the thing that the Knicks lack the most is a star. Why go out and acquire? Listen, a really good player in OG. He's a solid player. But why acquire another guy who's going to complicate things, take minutes away from other guys who should be playing? It's a no for me. Though. Yeah, I mean. Some people on, on Twitter were talking about Jeremy Cohen was talking about how they think the front office is really eyeing towards the 2024 summer. Um, I don't even know off the top of my head who was around, but like you said, there's not Jason really a Jason Tatum. Uh, I mean, they're locking Jason Tatum up for Giannis. Look at both of those we guys. Got, uh, Giannis to the Mecca. Giannis to the Mecca. Build it and they'll come. That's, I mean, why, Giannis, that's why this front office still, still might not be. Giannis would be my number one. Giannis would be my number one player I would choose. Um, oh, really? That's that's a crazy take, bro. That's, uh, a, hot, that's a hot take, bro. No, I mean, some people would some people would take Luka. Um, well, oh, oh some, you mean you mean to start a franchise. I thought you were talking about among the free agents in the 2020 no, I, I Yeah, in the league. Yeah, I mean, Giannis. I'd say, eh. Uh, Luka because of the age, but Giannis is the best player in basketball. I'll take Giannis. Right? I'd, 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 I'd pick Luka. Yeah, I don't know who else is out there. You know, John Macri wrote John Macri wrote an article about Gary Trent Jr. is available. Um, good shooter, doesn't give you a ton else. Kind of would be a Fournier upgrade, um, but he's a restricted free agent at the end of the year. So a lot of these things, like, do you give up assets and then have to throw someone a contract? Or yeah. give up assets and just have someone for half a year when you're not going to win a championship? That's why most of these things we're talking about are not going to make sense. That's the um, that's 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 the yeah. question right there. That's the question. And the Knicks have not put themselves in the best position going forward. Again, like I've well, been, I don't know if I agree with that. Like I no, but like I've been saying on this podcast since our first episode together in August, that the Knicks have not helped themselves 
in the way that they don't lose like they should and they don't win like they should. Dude, they so win when teams. they should lose. <laughs> they, I know. Okay, but other teams have been way better at it than the Knicks. The Knicks in the last 22 years have the second the, the, the second highest lottery projected odds. I forgot where I saw this stat. It was a few months old. Actually, it was on 538 by Nate Silver. So these are real facts. And you, you, know, you know analytics. You know facts as well. They were the second projected team. You know how many? You know how many top three picks they got? One, one, and it was one after a big drop off of Zion and John Moran. I know. Listen, for twenty years we've been terrible. I agree. For twenty years we've been miserable, done everything wrong. But that doesn't mean that this last eighteen months they haven't been sort of pushing the right right moves and and maybe they missed out on some moves also with Donovan Mitchell, but it. They are in a better position. They have a better team. They have their own draft picks and a couple others here and there. They have somewhat of a flexible cap situation. No. No, they don't. No, Take that back. Yes, they flexible do. cap. No, they don't. They've got, I mean, two, they've got three guys signed for over $30 million the next three years. That's $90 million of cap for three mid-stars. Yeah, they're mid-stars, but they're guys – I mean, not that they want to trade them, but they're guys that are tradable – they're every team has has guys locked up for not for three, not some three. Them, yeah, but some of them have guys making forty. Like, and so those teams that have a guy making forty are teams that are in the top four or five in their conference. That's the thing. Is that as now you got three sure, big contracts? They're not that big. Randall's is not that big. Like it's combined, they're big. Brunson's is not that big. Like combined, combined three contracts together are huge considering what they equally give you. Yes, they're all averaging 20 plus points, but these guys, like you said, to your credit, in your own words, are not stars. So, well, Brett, this is where we are. And this is this is what we end up talking about every every damn show. But uh we gotta we gotta plug something. We got some we got some exciting guests coming up on Fireside Nick's. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. A lot of good things coming, especially, you know, check out the Fireside Knicks Twitter. If you guys are running that one. Uh, things Fly. are looking up for Fireside Knicks. I wish I could say the same about the team that we talk about. I'm more high on them and more high on Fireside. So, you, Whoa, I, I never said I wasn't high on Fireside. Both, I'm talking about both are rockets up. Okay. All right. Well, Mr. Positive here with, with Debbie Downer, Brett Hamfling, hey, Bryce Gelman. Yeah, it is. It is. That's that's why we work well together. All right. For Brett, I'm Bryce. We'll see you guys next time. All right. Take care.